everybody. Hello from Salt Lake City. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Rachel. And coming up on the show today, uh, we're going to be talking on the second half about uh, the election, the midterms, Mm -hmm. and how wonderfully surprised and delighted I am. Mm -hmm. And I know just a couple weeks ago, uh, Dan and I were sort of bracing ourselves, uh, me maybe more so than even Dan, for something awful. And I don't think awful happened. No. And so we're just going to, we're going to run through a couple uh, different aspects of the election. And, uh, and yeah, like I said, that'll be coming up on the second half. But first, I, wa- I have a little story here, Rachel. Okay. Um, about a group of uh, 30 people uh, who got together in Chattanooga, Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, to protest a drag queen brunch. Okay. A little theater there. Okay. Um, it doesn't sound like it's a huge event. This was like, their first time attending a theater, a live theater, I imagine. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll let you be the judge. Yes. Uh, I'm showing Rachel the picture. It's like a biker crowd. I have a feeling they're not <laughs> avid supporters of the arts. Um, but they um, they definitely, I don't know what they support or don't support, but they definitely are not fans of uh, drag. And they definitely don't like the idea then don't do of it. Um, the fact that this drag show uh, was sort of an all ages event. Um, where, and this is kind of a thing right now where like, and it's a funny, like, I don't know entirely, like I, whatever you want to do, that's great. And if you want to take your kid to a drag queen brunch or drag queen story hour at the local library, um, that great. Yeah. That's your thing. You're exposing your kid to sort of, um, different people and, and fun things like when it's these all age events like the drag queens yeah. make it fun yeah. and appropriate and they know their audience exactly right but it's also such a strange line in the sand to be drawing uh in the culture wars um I, the stakes don't feel very high for me in what this do you whole mean? thing well i people who are doing the drag queen brunches and story hours all ages they know that they're going to be drawing a negative reaction from a lot of people. Okay. Right. And like, like I just said, you have every right to do whatever you want to, but like the people on the right who are opposing it, it feels like, why the fuck do you want to like control p- what people are doing in their yeah. like, like these, they this have is the right to why do, do you care? Like we live in a free country. You would be outraged if we told you what you could do with your kids. Absolutely. Right. So on their on their side, that's a strange line to like be going after because I, I thought the right was about personal you know, freedom. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out it's they're not. No. But um but then on the left, it's like, really, this is the hill we're gonna die on? Right. right? Like, <laughs> like they've clearly never met a drag queen because there's nothing more like grandmotherly and fun than drag queens. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, here's some uh, reaction from one of the protesters. He says, my objection is certainly very strong. They want to influence children to follow their lifestyle, their sins. My first solution would be that no one under 18 years old would be allowed at a drag queen event. Yeah. And I totally agree. If it's brunch, (laughs) kids can't come. (laughs) All, all more, parents of all need to know, 
no matter what the theme of the brunch, please. <laughs> we need mimosas. We need wild jokes and fun. We're all hungover. We We're don't all- want to hear your kids. <laughs> We've all been out the night before. <laughs> so it's not... <laughs> It's not about exposing kids. To no, I want the drag queens around the kids. I just don't want kids at my brunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and I would love to just say to them, like, just like do a little thought experiment with them and just be like, well, how? So, okay, cool. Let, let's, let's do that. If you are fine with not letting kids into churches. I, I was just going to say that. No kids can agree to go to church till they're yeah. of a an old enough Until age they're 18 to be years old. Swayed and stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's where where I would take Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, the protesters chanted things, uh, including uh, "Strong families, strong nation," and "Reclaim America." Um, and some signs were being held that said things like uh, "Stop the abuse of children." None of this um, has anything to do with drag queens. Uh, Drag queens can be Americans. They have families. Uh huh. They're not abusing children. They, <laughs> these people do not know what drag is. Get this one. Groom dogs, not children. Wow. <laughs> wow. First of all, what are you grooming this dog for? We're not kidding, pervs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so forth and so on. Um, of course, um, quite the list of a very clever little things that they had to say. Oh my um, goodness. But I kind of like drag is such a funny thing. Um, yeah. Because it's such a such a big part of like gay history in yeah. this country and in the world. Yeah. Um, and uh, it plays a big part in, in gay culture. And at the same time, I don't know. How do you feel about about drag? Is it like a appropriation gender appropriation or <laughs> something along those lines well as a woman uh-huh. i can speak to this well i also think it's important did you think about this when you asked this question that i come from drag heritage i know okay yeah so maybe i'm a little biased but i don't take because, offense to it because your dad my dad is a locally famous yeah was a locally famous drag artist yeah not like traditionally in the like lip syncing performing at contests type thing. Right. But was well known as a female drag character. Yeah, exactly. And and uh yeah, so so no, I I probably a little biased and I don't take offense cuz it's like that's my dad. All drag queens <laughs> might as well be my dad. You know those matrons of mayhem? Like yeah. they're all my dad oh, okay. to me. Right. Okay. You know, like that's who they remind me of. Okay. So no, I don't take any offense to it. But I don't think it's similar to like blackface or appropriation. Right. Th- definitely. I've never felt like a, a gay man is like looking down on me right. because of my gender. Right. So like if they want to dress like me. Right. That's a hat tip as far as I'm concerned. Well, and I, my thing is like... As far as like gender appropriation goes, excuse me, what women are you actually basing right. Who this on? Who is this? Because <laughs> this is like, yeah, these are such wild performances sometimes. Yeah, that aren't. They're almost not even. I, I wouldn't even say they're gendered. 
Right? I agree. Like, okay, maybe th- there's a wig, there's makeup, there's no, high heels, no makeup stilettos. that I've ever seen a woman walk no. out in public wearing. All the, I mean, I've seen some women that come. I mean, close, a Lady but... Gaga concert can come pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's so... intending to be over the top, and yeah, exactly. Well, but I mean, that's just it. They're not. I don't think drag queens are performing a gender thing. They're performing no. diva. Yes, that's the whole. They're they're it's... intentionally being these crazy over the top characters. But divas exist in performance already. Yes. Right. It's 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 already it's already separated from just, you know, I mean, they're not, you know, wearing jeans and a, a sweater. And it's the and ultimate just... appreciation of of the diva. Right. I mean, what's the saying? Like the, the sincerest form of flattery is um, uh, impersonation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's all it is, is just. Just bowing down to the divas and yeah. wanting to be like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, what have you got? What's well, I've got a story that I'm really I'm really kind of down about the protests going on in Iran right now. I oh just, God, no! Every I'm time kidding. I hear about it on the news, I just my heart goes out to these young kids. I mean, these are kids, and they are they are not backing down, and I'm just. I wish I could support them in some way, um, you know, other than talking. But anyway, there was this um, speed skater. Uh, Her name is Nilufar Mardani. Mm. And she is an Iranian speed skater. She was in Turkey last week um, and competed without wearing a headscarf. Oh, boy. um, As is required by, like, the, the... ethics or what are they called morality morality people. police yeah yeah um and I, I i don't know what i'm reading doesn't like really say if she's the first to have ever done this well i i remember there was a story a few weeks ago a month ago about a, a female iranian climber yeah they they mentioned yeah. her in here and she wore a a bandana or like a handkerchief instead of yeah a headscarf but then she also kind of brushed it off like oh it was a last minute thing my headscarf fell off and oh wow so maybe she was like trying to avoid yeah. reprimand apparently this she's lady, apparently she's disappeared oh god really yeah yeah so <sighs> oh my god yeah, so that's the last i heard about her well that makes me even more concerned for this speed skater she won um, some sort of award in the, I don't know if she like took first place, but she was receiving an award from this tournament she competed in, mm-hmm. in Turkey. And she got up, um, to accept it without the head covering. Uh-huh. And she was just wearing, um, like black clothes that said Iran on it, which is not their like national uniform. Oh, okay. So it's almost like she was trying to draw attention okay. to it. Right. Um, Oof. Which God. like, wow, she's bold. Brave. She's brave. She's yeah. she's awesome. But <laughs> I, that makes me really, really I didn't know about the the rock climber disappear. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, that's well, really sad. Yeah, it's the these are it is crazy what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean it's, like around is cracking down hard. Yeah. They're like issuing out death penalty. To, yeah. Like, protesters yeah um and 
it actually, it kind of leads, before we get too much into a conversation, my next story actually has to do with Iran. Oh. And the fact that the protesters, and I'm just going to skim over it real quick just so we can get back to the conversation, but it has to do with the protesters um, setting fire to the Ayatollah Khomeini's ancestral home. Oh, wow. Which the, is, the, had been turned into a museum. Oh, my God. And I don't know if it burned to the ground. They didn't have those details. But the the um, the reporters have sort of verified that for sure that, that it was on fire. And, of course, Ayatollah Khomeini was the, the first. The founder of the Islamic uh, State, yeah, right? Exactly. Like yeah, exactly. The, the um, first one. He was living in exile or... I guess in te- he was living in exile in France up until 1979 uh, when he returned to lead the hmm. uh, Islamic Revolution. Hmm. And he died in 1989 as uh, obviously the subject of adulation in Iran. And uh, the let's see, what were some other details? Yeah, but these, these protests, they all began with this um, Masha... Amini, yeah, who wasn't wearing a headscarf yeah. or was improperly wearing a headscarf according yeah. to their rules, right? Like it yeah. was kind of loose and some hair was visible and whatnot. And the morality police arrested her, put her into custody, and she like died, yeah, in custody. Um, and they said it was like a heart attack or whatever. And then this whole thing has just exploded, yeah. And it's really been wild to watch because. Iran has been very successful at shutting down any kind of dissent throughout the reign of the Islamic. Um, and yet they've allowed, Republic. I mean, at least from my perspective as an American, I always thought that they kind of allowed um, their citizens to be like a little more westernized, wear jeans and go to school. The women, you know, go to college. Oh, sure. and, yeah. And yet they're just so yeah. like fundamentalist. Yeah. It's really wild. Was there anything else in that that no, kind of came up? No, it just, I just, I'm worried for this lady and, yeah, you know, she represented her country amazingly. She won an award and then all that they see is like, well, you didn't do it in the right way. Yeah. Because you're a woman. What, now, was she actually representing no. Iran? Okay. She, they, the, the government of Iran or the the people who spoke out against her were like, they made it very clear. Like she's competing in a personal capacity. She's not part of the national team in this, in this event. Okay. So she was just going out by herself to Turkey. God. Well, can you imagine though? Like, like I, I'm, I'm not much of an athlete. Surprise, surprise everyone. Um, yeah, but like, I don't want to like, I don't want a hat on. I don't want a mask. I don't want, I want minimum clothing touching my body while I'm doing anything. Right. Exertion. Related. And like the, I, I think it's Iran, the, the swimmers at the Olympics that have to wear like the. Oh God, I don't even want to imagine. To no, wrists, really? Like, like suits with like a little hood that comes up and like all you can see. While they swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. stupid. Um. Yeah, it really is stupid. Well, uh, what else have you got? What, what's what's your next story? Well, I was reading about this latest marriage equality, the federal marriage equality. What did they call it? Respect for Marriage Act. Yeah. That recently passed through 
um, the Senate with a uh-huh. a broad amount of Republican support, which is yeah. kind of amazing. The- I love that this is the issue that people could come to the goddamn table over. Um <laughs> Because it's important. Yeah. And so now we have marriage equality codified. Amazing. Um, well, it's, it, it ha- I mean, as of this recording, it hasn't officially passed. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, one, it will, it will. It's sort of a preliminary vote to indicate who's going to be voting for yes, it. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. it will codify. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next marriage equality. And that's necessary right now. I think their, their plan is to get it done before thanksgiving oh okay but some observers are, are like eh, if it's early december it wouldn't surprise me okay but cool i'm i'm stoked of course yeah because my gay marriage because you're gay married i'm gay married <laughs> i wanted it to be like even more protected yes because i don't trust the supreme court uh with good reason yeah so of course there was uh there was a lot of compromise that has to take place to get republicans on board, and um, they wanted to protect religious freedoms because <laughs> God they, forbid gay people <clears throat> try to make a church marry them. Well, like they're all afraid <laughs> is is going to happen. Well, I know it's insane. Like the the one thing in this country that needs more protection is religion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for Christ's sake, exactly. Like anyway, so the LDS Church came out and the Mormons, the Mormons, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for, for all of you. Is that how you guys refer to it on this podcast? Well, so the, the church has asked the media to refer to them as the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You're not supposed to call them the, like the LDS church anymore. So it's sort of the policy of, of thank God I'm atheist to say the full fucking name. Yeah. Even though everybody just knows them as the stupid Mormon church. Yeah. But they're all fussy about that. But I now. thought maybe this has changed. I thought the Mormons didn't want to be called Mormons. They want to be called LDS. Like LDS is the cool, respectful way of addressing them. They have denounced even being called LDS. LDS. Oh, they wow. want to be members of the church of Jesus Christ. Oh, is how you can refer. They to want them. everything to just be an effort. Yeah. After they spent right. millions of dollars to be Mormons, to be Mormons, yes, yeah, and and to to associate positive things with Mormons, yeah, right. They like they turned the term around. I don't know if they fully succeeded. They because- did not succeed. <laughs> there was too much, like like that show Big Love and stuff was yeah, on, and yeah, it, that true. was what people were getting from Mormons. Yeah. Oh God, it's so funny. They're funny. They're cr- okay. So the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> The Mormons. Um, the Mormons. They came out um, in an unexpected move and and said they support the Respect for Marriage Act. They're happy with it. They, <laughs> it's, it's all they is, ever wanted. Uh huh. <laughs> well, that's all they, they've, they. That's all they've been ever asking for is we want everyone to accept gay people except us. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. They like, this was the most unexpected thing for me coming out of like this whole respect for marriage act thing because it's like the Mormons like, and and, like, and every, like everywhere that I've looked that, well, not everywhere that I've looked, it's talked about the respect for marriage act, but like anywhere where it like brings up religion, they are making sure that they're like the, and the Mormons support it. Yeah. And, and that is so wild to me because like, like, well, we met 
like way back when, when we first started really becoming friends, if I remember right, was around the time of Utah passing its Defense oh, of Marriage Act. Prop 8. Prop 8 here in, in yeah. Utah. And the church was strongly... Oh, no, was that it was, Prop 8? No, no, no. Prop 8 was in California. Right. This was Amendment we 3. Had Amendment 3. That's what we called it. And so like, but they super, super funded Prop 8 out in California. Millions of dollars. And like, yeah, spent millions they marshaled all their membership to like write letters and go yeah. knocking doors and blah, blah, blah about the issue. Um, they spent a ton of money. Well, they probably didn't have to spend that much money in Utah, but they spent money in Utah to, to make sure that. Amendment oh, I'm sure they passed. lobbied like crazy. They lobbied like crazy. And, and so they've, they've always been on that side of it. And then like, I guess like a few years ago, they were like, well, we're cool with like protections for like gay people in the workplace and in housing. Yeah. Because the state anti-discrimination, anti-discrimination, but they were like, but we draw the line at marriage, <laughs> right? They're still on it. And then out of the fucking blue, they're just like, yeah, we're cool with it. And like, and this is on the heels of all four of our Republican representatives in con- in the house of representatives all voting for it yeah. when it went through uh, yeah. the House. And then Mitt Romney yeah. voted for it. Mike Lee, of course, the, voted against it. The biggest it. disappointment in the world. Not in the world. In Utah. In Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And, he, because uh, he didn't think it went far enough to protect religions. My God. It says... It that, literally says, like, religions are exempt from ever having to respect this law. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't literally say that, but... Yeah. That's but essentially the gist is... Yeah. You don't have to ever, ever treat gay people the same. Yeah. They protected the tax-exempt status of churches if they say we don't support gay marriage. What more did Mike Lee want? Or we don't perform gay marriage. I don't know. That that asshole. He's the worst. (sighs) Well, there's all these people, like local activists, professors and stuff, like applauding this, like saying, this is such a bomb. We're so happy that the church is doing this. You know, this is such a break from like what other religions are doing right now. Hmm. And then there was this statement in this article I read. Um, let me see if I can find it. It it kind of resonated with me because it's pretty much how I felt when I initially read this. So Affirmation is, I guess, a LGBT support group for like Mormons and family and friends. Mm-hmm. And um, so speaking on behalf of Affirmation, this guy says, um, we appreciate the work that the church is doing with outside LGBTQ groups to secure housing and employment rights, mm. as well as its support to codify marriage equality in the United States. Yet, here's where this resonated with me. A great disconnect exists between the public sphere and the faith home of LGBTQ people, where Latter-day Saint families are offered less protections and equality within the church for their LGBTQ children than what is granted them by the laws of the land. He said, no amount of religious freedom success can compensate for the failure within our own spiritual home. Hmm. Like, like he's, you're still creating a second class mm-hmm. for LGBTQ members and their families. Right. And you're saying we are still allowed to treat them as such. Right. And, and you can't come after our tax exact yeah, exempt status. But like, but you should applaud us because we support marriage equality outside of our church. Yeah. Like, it's just so 
it's just so hypocritical. Is that even what it, like, I don't know. It just feels like in disingenuous and hmm, disingenuous might be the right word. Like, yeah. Because it's like, it's like they're, they, they're supporting the thing that, well, they got the compromise that they wanted. Yeah. Which is, it's such a weird compromise because it's like, nobody was, nobody in the right to marry movement um, has ever been like, and we're going to force churches to all get on board with this. This has never been a demand from the gay rights movement at all. And like, sure. I think people are like, well, churches should perform marriages, you know, but like nobody's like, I've never heard anybody be like, let's go after their tax exempt status because of this. I've got all sorts of reasons why the tax exempt yeah. status should go away. Yeah. Yeah. Including yeah. the fact that it exists at all. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> just in general, like it should just go away. Right. But not because of any one particular issue, just that churches should, ha- should pay their part, you know, billion dollar corporations, which is what the LDS church is, yeah. should pay taxes absolutely yeah so but anyway um i kind of lost where i was going with that sorry but um no but just you know the the, oh i think the disingenuous thing you know like it's yeah they're kind of having their cake and eating it too yeah because they're they're getting to come off as like oh look how cool we are on this issue that we know 70 percent of the country is in favor of. Yeah. Right. Look how progressive we're progressive. We are, now. We're changing, but they haven't changed anything. No, they haven't. They've changed no policies within their own religion. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's actually a really important point. I think so. Huh? All right. Uh, well, I want to shift a little bit it has to still do with Americans, uh, attitudes and religious attitudes, religious Americans attitudes about some things uh, this time uh, with having to do with the environment. Oh, apparently, according to uh, some uh, a new poll from the Pew Research Center, religious Americans pray for the environment at a rate of forty two percent. Oh wow! Only forty two percent. Not even half of them think want to, to save the planet. Yeah, because I mean, like. If this was an issue that was at the forefront of their mind, which it is for like, you know, me, yeah. and you and yeah. um, Gen Z, then um, they would be praying for it because that's what they do. They, yeah. they pray. So the, 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 the poll sort of dug in a little bit. Uh, less than half of highly religious people considered the pl- overheating planet a very or extremely serious problem. Uh, though two thirds said that it was was at least somewhat serious. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Well, a little you bit. Know, we kind of. We we just have to live here. That's all. But on the flip side of that, almost three quarters of people with low religious commitment is how they're phrasing it uh, said climate change was a very serious problem. Yeah. Now the 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 article sort of acknowledges the difficulty right now of really separating out religious and like religion and politics in these issues. Right. Mm -hmm. So like highly religious people in this country, you tend to think that they're probably Republicans. 
They're yeah, probably, they're, they're conservatives and they're Republican. Yeah. It isn't entirely 100% true. Right. But by and large, yeah, that's who's religious in this country. And Democrats, liberals, whatever, are less religious. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense just from that perspective because the the media that conservative folks and religious folks consequently are consuming um, has a lot of still uh, climate denialism. Really? I don't watch. I try not to watch like any polarized media. Oh my God. But what are they, what are they even saying? I Like there's not denying it's existing, that climate change is happening. Well, so I They're still on was that? getting my oil changed the other day and Fox News was on in the <sighs> waiting room. I'm sorry. And it was kind of interesting. I So there were two TVs in the waiting area and I was on the side that was watching like reruns of uh, Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> All right. Those are your options. <laughs> or I could have watched Fox yeah. News. But I kept glancing over at the Fox News and the audio was on so I could kind of pick out some words. Yeah. And it was one of those roundtable shows. And they were being so dismissive about like climate change. Oh, wow. And it was like, and, and sort of the need to do anything about climate change. Like that's okay. where they're at. They're like, oh yeah, there's like, there's like climate change, they but like, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. I right? love that. That like, well, okay, okay, okay. Like it does exist. We, yeah. We're not going to deny it, but, but it, we can't do anything about it and we aren't contributing to it. Right. Yeah. And then in 10 years down the road, they'll be like, okay, okay, okay. So we can yeah. do some things about it. Right, right, right. But it's they'll Democrats' find- fault. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they take so long to do anything? Exactly. They've been, yeah, they'll find a way to put it around our necks, I know. But um, when asked to explain why they believe climate change isn't a serious problem, uh, religiously affiliated Americans echo Republican talking points, right? And so according to the poll, about half said that stricter environmental laws could hurt jobs and the economy. Or make bazillions more jobs that pay really well. Right. And that's that's what the Inflation Reduction Act exactly. is supposed to do, including reduced inflation, supposedly. So, like, is part of this that the Bible is talking about, like, the end of days is... Yeah. If wildfires and storms and they're just like, bring it on. I'm going to meet my savior and I cannot wait. I think so. I think that it, when people are expecting Jesus to return at any moment, right? Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, that's the Mormon mindset. That's right. what I grew up with. Me too. And you don't even think of Mormons as being that apocalyptic. Right. Right. But it's a, it is a big part of the theology. And I, and that's, I, I, and definitely on the religious right with evangelicals. Yeah. That's a, they are definitely just like, yeah, he's coming back. And so I think if you just have that in your head, like this isn't that bad. This is how it's supposed to go down guys. Chill out. We're, we're just going to, you know, kind of run out the clock here. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to worry about this because Jesus will come back and save us all from it. Yeah. And that's sick because it's so sick because you know what he's been people have been saying he's coming back for a long time, guys. Yeah. Like for two thousand years, this guy's been coming yeah. back. So <laughs> yeah, he's clearly working on his own timetable. And yeah. you might want to not have your grandchildren grow up in a hellscape. That ultimately, yeah, it's like you you still have to live here in the meantime, and it's 
there are days when it's really oh awful. God. There are parts of the world where it's unlivable. Yeah. Um, well, and I just don't get how they seem to just skip over the whole be a good steward of the right. earth right. message, right? Because that's there and you hear mm-hmm. them say it, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, you don't you don't see that turning into any kind of action. Right. Which is terrifying because like, you know, and this is a conversation that, you know, my husband and I have on a fairly regular basis. We have, I mean, we've had this conversation. Yeah. Like, well, where should we move? Yeah. Where, where is going to be like kind of okay. We'll have water and not on fire. Yeah, exactly. And right now in the United States, that looks like Vermont and Michigan. Yeah. And that's like Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, or the bulk of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> they'll have us. Thanks Canada. If they'll take us. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> I know. They're just going to be like, you guys did this. <laughs> yeah. This is yep. on you. Yep. <laughs> what, well, I've got another story. Yeah. Um, yes. The Pope's at it again. <laughs> oh, what, what Pope this time? Francis. He was. Where was he? He was in Bahrain, and then oh. he was flying home, and he was doing a little press conference on his, on his flight. Yeah, and as um, you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He uh, was talking about child abuse in the church, mm. and it was quote a tragic thing. Oh, it is okay. pretty it is, fucking tragic, it is tragic, dude. Like yeah. a decades long scandal that. Yeah. Well, good. He's yeah. acknowledging it. <laughs> He's acknowledging that it's bad, which okay. is the first step in <laughs> addressing your issues. We might have a problem. <laughs> okay. He said, we are working as best as we can. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. As best as we can? As best as we can. What oh. do you expect from us? <laughs> what do you want us to do? I know. Um, maybe I'm only address the head the of like the largest religion in the world. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> He's working the best he can, but there are people within the church who don't see it clearly. The 85-year-old oh Argentinian God. admitted. Then kick. Then then make them see it clearly. Tell get them. The f- get them fucking out. Yeah, me too. Them. Yeah. Out them. You know who a lot of them are. Yeah. <laughs> He definitely knows who they are. Yeah. And yeah. And if you don't, people under you, there are people who know. Yeah. People in charge who know who they are. Right. Out them. Yeah. And then kick them out. Yeah. And then send them to prison. Yeah. You Do you know how well you would do in the polls? Do you know how much people would, would be like, I like the Catholics. Yeah. If they just actually 100% like addressed this issue once yeah. and for all. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Like, the best that we can. No, you haven't. No. This is not the best. If this is the best that you can. Yeah. Then, um, yeah. Creating a massive cover up is the best you can do. (laughs) Well, and like this, the, the store, the news sort of broke on this issue back in like the early 80s. Yeah. Right. So they've had like 40 years. Yes. Of working on the, the issue of child abuse child sex abuse by priests and it's still going on. Yeah. Like these reports are coming out. We, we, we uh, here on TGIA, we tend to skip a lot of stories about priests abusing children. Um, so we haven't brought all of them to you. Yeah. You'd be talking endlessly about it. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. Like these stories pop up 
all the fucking time. Yeah. And, and it's really only when like top officials like say something about it that we're like, okay, well let's comment. Let's comment because you're not, if like, seriously, dude, like as best as you can, that's pathetic. If I was on, if I was part of this press conference, I would say like, tell us, tell us what you did then. Yeah. What have you done? Because I we want to know what what if you've done the best you can. What are some of those things? Right. Spell it out. <laughs> he went on to insist that the church will uh, will adopt, not has, but they will adopt a zero tolerance approach to abuse. <laughs> this fucking guy. Forty years. Yeah. And, he, and he's been pope now for quite some time. Yeah, a while. Six, seven years. Well, probably. he's like the 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 moderate pope, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, Jesus Christ, you it it's here's here's where my mind goes, and this is just I hate I hate saying things like this, but it's gotta go really high, right? Like there's gotta be cardinals who yeah. would be taken down. Yeah. Like for sure. Like I I you know Pope, whatever his name is, he seems relatively harmless, right? Francis does, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't think he's been out doing anything nasty. Yeah, he seems like a sincere, yeah, nice guy. I, I, I believe him, right? But he's got people, and he probably is just like been told, "Don't ask about Cardinal so and so and Cardinal so and like." Don't you think? Like it's gotta I, be oh, like, yeah, like, it's better that you don't know how many of these guys, yeah. Like are either were predators or have have protected predators. Yeah. Or have protected protectors of predators. Or it's like when when Trump used to like not get his daily press briefings and be like, get it away from me. I don't I don't want to see like what's going on. <laughs> this is like the Pope is just like, no, 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 no reports today. No, get the reports off my desk. If I know about this, then I have to address and institutionally, it. Institutionally, I know I can't do anything. I will go to hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's keeping himself. Yeah, don't let me see it. Don't let me see it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, if you guys have any theories about what the Pope's up to, please email us, uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com, or leave us a voicemail message at 424-666-8442. Uh, we'd love to hear your voice and respond to anything about that you've heard about on the show today. We'd love to hear it. Stick around. There is more show coming up. Rachel, yeah, I have a little clip here that I want to play for you. This is Terry Copeland Pearsons. She's a okay. pastor mm-hmm. of sorts. I mean, I guess for real um, <laughs> at some crazy church. I'm assuming just because of the style of what's going on, it must be some sort of Pentecostally something or other. Okay. I should have looked it up. What matters here is that she's clearly a little nutty. Um, and this ties into what we're going to be talking about later in the show about just sort of the election and okay. post-election America. Right. And she's got some things that she's asking uh, God to to get done. God and angels, I think, oh. to get done uh, with regards to the election. Okay. And Lord. 
Lord, for these elections that are remaining, these states that are remaining in Congress, Lord, in the House, and Lord, the 30-something elections that are yet to be called, Lord, pray in the Spirit. You know what you learned last week? And you said, Lord, when you catch a thief, make him pay seven times. 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 Lord, I call in that number seven, the number of perfection, God's holy number. In the name of Jesus, we call in a stay of a core and a horizontal of holy proportion, a result of holy and godly heavenly proportion. I thank you for angel intervention. Angels, angels, Lord, angels if necessary. Removing every, removing every wicked ballot, removing every fraudulent ballot, remove them, bringing them to nothing, erase them. They are nothing. They are nothing. They are nothing. They are nothing. You are bringing those to nothing. Lies, deceits, nothing. They come to nothing in Jesus' name. Oh boy. Um, yeah, she's um she's kind of getting a little worked up there. Yeah. Isn't she? Yeah. Uh, and and just for Holy our hell. um anybody who any of our foreign language listeners, <laughs> um n- very little of that was <laughs> was intelligible on any level. That it was, was not, not a language. English. It was not English. If you happen to pick up some some stuff, I'd love to <laughs> I'd love to know. I don't think there was anything real in there. No. Speaking She's in tongues, it's just so foreign. We were talking about that, like, in, in kind of prepping when yeah. we listened to it before. Like, it's just so foreign from it's like, unrelatable. people who grew up Mormon. Yeah. And probably most of the world, right? Yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope most of you are also just, like, confounded by speaking in tongues. But yeah, like, she wants these angels that she's calling forth to... Make them pay seven times. Make them pay seven times. Which she repeats over and over and over and fails to actually say it a seventh time. Because <laughs> I was counting. I was like, I was like, surely she keeps repeating it because she wants to hit the number seven. No. No. Nope. Seven's the number of the Lord. <laughs> it's a magical or whatever number. she called it. She's a wackadoo. I, yeah. Um, and an election denier from the pulpit. Like, does she just fuck. assume everyone that's there is also... Yeah. I mean, they, she's probably right. They probably are. Oh, they all. love this message. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, sh- this this is why churches should not be tax exempt. Absolutely. And if and if it happens to be something that we, for whatever reason, decide as a society we should continue to do, which of course I'm absolutely against, but like if we do, then there need to be really strong safeguards and yeah. really strong rules about. You can't 
preach politics. You can't have a Trump rally yeah. at your church. No, you can't. And call it church. Like, and and technically, according to the rules, like they should already be revoking yeah. a lot of these churches' uh, tax exempt status because they're like basically telling people how to vote. Yeah. And endorsing candidates. They're political which they're not action allowed to groups. Do. They're not allowed to do that. Yeah. And the IRS just refuses to take action on this issue. I mean, the shitstorm. They know the yeah. shitstorm that would come. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. You can't really blame them. Well, I can. I am blaming them. I officially am blaming them. All right. Uh, we have some voicemail that I thought would be fun for us to uh, take a listen to. This is a listener who um, just has something to say about some something we talked about recently on the show. So let's just have a listen. Okay. Hey, Frank and Dan. This is Matthew from Ohio. Uh, on the most recent podcast, you guys were talking about uh, faith healing and how people w- will literally let their children die because they believe their faith is strong enough. And this actually brought up a memory for me of my great, great aunt. Uh, the family swears she was a faith healer. And, the cor- and every story they told me, I just found hilarious, because it sounds more like an ancient spell than faith healing. Uh, for example, my sister had warts, and they would not go away no matter what the doctors did. So my great-great-aunt said, well, what you need to do is collect rainwater under the first full moon of the month, and when you do that, slather it on her warts and let me know, and I'll pray for her. And apparently the next day the warts just fell off, like wiping away grime with a Mr. Clean cleaning agent. So uh, just the conversation brought up that and I found it hilarious. So I thought I'd share it with you guys. Thank you. And uh, love the podcast. Keep it up. Well, thanks Matthew. Yeah. I I do want to just say that your great, great aunt was, I agree with you, not a faith healer. Uh, She was a witch. She's a witch. (laughs) That is classic witchcraft. Pray on the rainwater. Yeah. A little eye of newt in there, maybe. To like... <laughs> Some wizard tears. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good. Like, there actually is, like, something to take from this, which is, you know, your family tried medicine first. Yeah. And talked to the doctors. The warts wouldn't go away. Yeah. And then, like, and then they tried magic. And then... That yeah. is the appropriate order. <laughs> yeah, none of this. When like, nothing cures your child, go through those steps first. Yeah. And then try the weird shit. Yeah, if you, if you want to, if you're compelled to. Yeah. That's the order. Or if you just need to keep your great, great aunt happy and make her feel like she's yeah, and participating also, and great, helping great out. Great, great aunt, but also his sister was alive to get warts removed. How old was this lady? She, yeah. I no mean, kidding. she is. She. She like was a hundred and eight year old faith healer in the family. I bet. Yeah, I mean that's the story. Great, great. I mean, like that's like that's so your, your great great grandma's sibling, or maybe your great aunt or your great grandmother's sibling or a sibling because the, like the greats get tacked on. Oh, starting with like exponential. Your, well, no, it's like well, there's one. At, so like your 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 parents. 
aunt is your great great aunt. Whereas that's a, your grandmother's grandmother's sister sister right. So if it's so yeah. it's your great grandmother's sister it would be oh. great great. Still, that is old. Pretty old. Yeah, I mean my my sister has grandkids and our grandmother's still alive. That's just, so she's a great great. My uh, my grandmother is a great great grandmother. Okay. So well, I, mean, I happens, guess in that perspective, she's never... also ninety something. Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. So this is. The generations did come with like 20s, early 20s. They, yeah. Gaps. You, like you they guys came really quickly. cooked the Feldmans, packed it in. Well, these aren't Feldmans. Oh, that's right. Well, my sister is, but like. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. It's my mom's mom. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But anyway. Steinbeck's. No, that's oh, my dad's side. Oh, geez. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. These are the. My grandmother was a Kaiken doll. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, a, what is that? German? Dutch. Dutch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's. Very interesting, everybody. Now you Wait. you can like steal my identity now. Oh, no, no. Hey, I still yeah. didn't say my your my mother's, mother's maiden, maiden name. name. <laughs> that one's that one's the secret. What was everyone. your first animal's name? Yeah. Oh yeah. Your that's... best friend in elementary school. Don't yeah. ever no. mention those on this show. Uh, yeah, bear. <laughs> and uh... your high school mascot was a badger. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used the first dog's name on anything. Yeah. Because that just came to me. I forgot that his name was Bear. Bear. He looked like a little bear. Oh, that's what cute. I call my doggy. His bear? Cashy Bear. Cashy Bear. That's oh, that's true. Yeah. Somehow I never made that connection. All right. Um, I think his name was Bear. Oh, Heidi listens, my sister. She'll she'll, she'll tell know. me. She'll know. All right. Um now is the the point on the show when we would normally uh thank uh, new patrons. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let Dan come back mm-hmm. uh, before we, we, we do that. We, we had just a, a, a wonderful turnout of people oh, good. signing up and becoming new patrons of the show. Um, and I just think that it's going to, it's a big, it's going to be a big celebration and I, I want Dan here for it. Nice. You guys deserve it. Uh, yeah. But if you'd like to join in, uh, please do so in supporting the show. Um, you can go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab. There's a couple options there. We have Patreon. Uh, you can also sign up on PayPal. And as always, though, we have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Davis. Oh, wow. Thanks so much. Uh, there's more show coming up. Rachel. Yeah. The elections, the midterms. Yes. The 2022 midterms happened. The, the dreaded midterms. The ones Except that we were supposed to, well, the Democrats were supposed to lose horribly. The red wave is a coming. Oh, I was terrified of the red wave. Yeah. I was convinced. I was sick to my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. You. We, we, we talked, talked about, about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, you know, like if it happens, like at least these two years before the presidential they won't be on our watch yeah and maybe voters will just blame republicans for it'll be really clear what assholes republicans are yeah right and uh maybe maybe things will go okay for us in the next election yeah that was kind of my my little like fingers crossed you the, gave me that pep of, talk yeah and it made me feel it <laughs> a won't little be better the end of the world even though it'll be awful and they'll be they'll just, just, they're going to be gloaty and they're just going to be 
I'm just going to hate Republicans even more. Because well, of this, and like, I was like thinking they're going to see like they're going to see the Roe versus Wade thing didn't even hurt us. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was really scared for that. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, but instead, instead, it was a red like uh, trickle. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It was nothing. Like, okay, yeah, the Democrats lost the House of Representatives. Yeah. But by the narrowest of margins, it's not mm-hmm. fully decided yet, but the Republicans yeah. have their 218 that they need. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats are like at 214, 213, 12, 10, something, yeah. somewhere. And there's these undecideds that need to still come in. And, and, uh, but Democrats held yep. the Senate. Yep. Amazing. Um, Possibly, I mean, the the Georgia runoff. Who knows? Maybe it'll actually be fifty one to forty nine, but it doesn't matter. Just a cherry on top at that point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, keeping Herschel Walker out of the Senate <sighs> is yeah more than a cherry because yeah. that's six fucking years of, of a guy who can't formulate rational sentences. Oh my God. I well, we know this because we have like a similar thing in Utah. Former NFL player who clearly. Oh. Has traumatic brain problems and can't think clearly and got elected to Congress. For a second time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, (sighs) it's really, really disheartening that they're, that they're just running these guys. Um, But fortunately, you know, for the most part, running really bad candidates was good for, for liberals and, and yeah progressives in this country so um the 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 republicans running them was good for for us so what do you what are some key takeaways like what do you Mm. is there anything that like i think i'm just relieved and i'm now i'm just like what's gonna happen with biden like what like that's my next that's where my brain goes immediately what what's gonna what's biden gonna do I really, really desperately need Biden to just graciously step aside. Yeah. Like, and, and, and do pull in a Nancy Pelosi and just say, it's time for the next generation to take over. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot that went into the Nancy Pelosi thing. Of course. She's been planning this for she, a while. She's been planning it already for a while, but Biden just needs to let any younger Democrat run yeah, uh, without him in the mix, potentially messing things up. I mean, Donald Trump, and this is the thing, Biden's like, if Trump's in, I'm in, right? Because mm-hmm. I've taken him down before. Yeah. And it's like, well, but you're not the only one. And Trump's, Trump's a weird character now because of, I mean, one of the, the big takeaways of course, from the election um, that everybody of course, priority knows is the whole thing with, the election deniers mm-hmm. and the Trump, the Trump endorsed, endorsed candidates. candidates not doing well. Yeah. Like, in fact, doing incredibly poorly. Yeah. Like, only a couple of his endorsed people actually got elected. Yeah. And they were in, like, really safe districts anyway. But, like, anybody who was in anything that was competitive, they all lost. Yeah. And and so there's this, there's this real thing. And I'm, please, dear God... Will the Republican Party just be like, and I cannot believe these words are coming out of my mouth, that they support Ron DeSantis? <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to go that far yet. 
but he's the one who like can prevent Trump. He's the one that's clearly could get through the, the primary against Trump. If he really went for it, he's the one who stands a chance. Okay. I don't know. I'm not on board yet, no. but okay. But I'm not on board with him being president. I'm on board with him being less of a threat to this country. I'm not on board with any Republican that that is that crazy. He's nuts. I mean, he's as bad as Trump, in my opinion. Policy-wise? Yeah. yeah. And he's more of a politician, so who knows how yeah, much damage he, he really yeah, could do. Exactly. Yeah. And... I would just prefer that the Republicans pulled their head out and found a rational candidate. Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush. At this point, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Ted Cruz? No. Next. Uh, who else? Who else was in the mix? Um, uh, let's let's go around. There were so was many. Over a dozen. <sighs> Mitt Romney, or was he in it last time? No, he, he wasn't in last time. Against... And no, I mean Mitt Romney is such an. They would never run Mitt. Well, Romney wasn't there again. a Mormon? Evan McMullen. Yeah, McMullen. There's. I swear there was. There was. Um, I don't know. Huntsman wasn't. Did Huntsman, Huntsman try again? I don't no. think so. But anyway, yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple years because yeah. we, we, and, uh, but here's, here's something that I'm feeling and I, I don't want to delude myself too much, but I'm feeling okay. Good. For the first time in a very long time about w- where we're at as a country. Like, yeah. I feel like we survived something that should have been a disaster. Yeah. And it wasn't. And I'm just like, can I actually believe that this is like the moment where maybe some sanity has come back to enough Americans that we're not going to be threatened by, you know, some egomaniacal, you know, Trump type person? Yeah. But I don't know. I would hope so. So, I mean, one thing that I keep kind of thinking and 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 I haven't heard really anybody say it and which leads me to believe that maybe I'm just being a little crazy is I feel like the pandemic like everybody's like you know like how did this how did this happen right like how did how did how is there sort of like this moment of sanity and I oh. I think that it's like the pandemic and Trump combined together were such created such a pressure cooker yeah in America right and you had Trump stirring up the right yeah getting them all crazy and stir and and stirring up the left yeah getting us crazy in a different way and like I felt fucking crazy yeah it was hard and then you throw in so and that was just the Trump years right yeah and then you throw in a pan a pandemic yeah. Which is like, I mean, the stress level that the pandemic added to our lives was like unbelievable. Yeah. Right. Like, like, like I was so angry. I was angry at people. I was angry about mask wearing and not mask wearing. Right. Right. And are you doing it correctly? Yeah. And, you know, and I, I, I mean, I had old ladies yelling at me because I was going down the wrong aisle in the supermarket. Right. right? right. And it's like, all of this is like fading away yeah normalcy is coming back 
We have Biden in office, which means we're not hearing about the president every day, all day. So amazing. Right. And it's just kind of like normal again. Yeah. And and I'm just like, I honestly think that the American voters were just feeling a little normal. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and just, when you hear Trump talk, it's like, uh, 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 turn it off. Yeah. Like we're not, we just got over chaos. Stop yeah. with chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope there's just enough people that are feeling that anyway. Yeah. I don't know if any of that, like I was probably got a little rambly with that, but, um, yeah, hopefully you guys are feeling good too. It's, it's morning in America. It's, uh, yes. Well, <laughs> we, <laughs> you're so profound. Wasn't that, that was a famous political yes. ad, right? It's morning in America. Oh, I just thought it was like a news thing. Oh, okay. But well, anyway, well, thank you guys for listening. If you have anything you'd like to add to this conversation, uh, tell us how you are responding to, um, a dose of sanity in this country. And uh, you can do so by emailing us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message at 424-666-8442. Find us on Facebook at TGI Atheist. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Dan will be back next week. Thanks so much to Rachel. Oh, this was for so much fun. Me. I always love talking with you. Uh, and it was just great having you on the show. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Bye bye.